0: want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Good morning, all. Mercedes here, back for episode 82 of Her Unapologetic Life. Hope I don't sound too nasally. I'm having my lovely sinus issues going on, as I can see Beautiful flurries outside my window. Perfect day to record an episode and hopefully Captain also cooperates throughout the duration. So today we're gonna dig a little deeper into intimacy when it comes to um, that special someone in our life, you know. So I titled it Soul Connection, Significant Others, and Self Love. Really quite a deep topic <laughs> if we wanted to go there that way. And I I love to, but also just knowing today we're going to kind of just, you know, probably scratch that surface there um, because there's just so much to it. And it's something that I have shared tidbits about, but um, it really is an aspect of my life, of course, and my profession that is really um, a huge part of it. So let's just let's just get going on it. Today is, um, if you listen to it in real time, almost my birthday and I had, I had kind of written out a birthday reflection um, episode just because this last year was quite epic in so many ways. Um, but I just, it was kind of one of those things where it felt like a blog. It felt like something that you would just want to read through. Um, and of course, I guess I could have voiced it over, but I put that in my, um, in my G drive to release onto my blog. And so it's probably not going to be there when you hear this, unless you're listening months later. Um, but if in the meantime, if you like blogs too, I have that on my website now, MercedesSauerBallCoaching.com and you can kind of check those out, but there will be one about, about that, like reflecting really over the last two years. And I really... I really um, recommend that you do that on your birthday, um, but I'll spend more time talking about how I view birthdays and all of that in the blog. So today as we continue about intim- talking about intimacy, I want to really bring it into that primary relationship, right? <laughs> and we're going to go there. Um, I work mainly with women, as you know, um, and so whether I'm in leadership coaching, doing the team building days, personal coaching, bringing the aspects of the therapeutic coaching in, relationships come up every session. Right. And intimacy and relationship does too. We might not use that word, but most of, I would say most of my clients are working through a lot of aspects of their life. Right. And it, and one thing is intimacy with themselves. Right. We talked about that last week, um, working through that level of comfort with themselves, really honoring themselves, um, really loving themselves and that self love factor. And also then we're always dealing with, um, that um, intimacy with our significant other most of us decide in life that we want a significant other some some don't and that I'm not really saying one is better than the other but I would say the majority of of my clients and of my listeners have decided to go for that in life right to enter into a relationship that is significant and that is that like special someone and um, you know I thought let's let's send the talk about that because Um, most of us want it. And if we don't have it, we aspire to have it. And that's the key word, like what we're aspiring for, whether we have it already or we don't have it. (laughs) Right? So back when I was younger, when I was in high school, my friends started getting boyfriends. And um, I was just like, you know, I don't think I'm going to meet somebody for a really long time. I really didn't feel like I was deserving of that. Or I don't know, I just, had major self-esteem issues in high school. And so interestingly, when I met Brett in high school, I kind of thought, mm, not going to, it's not gonna, probably going to happen. Went we'll to Spain for a semester, came back, and then through the help of friends, we started dating. And so we're coming on 22 years of marriage next month and 28 years since we started dating. Uh, a couple breakups in there, um, lots of seasons, right? <laughs> I talk about life in seasons and uh, Brett and I have had a few in our lifetime. And so... Um, you know, I do have I do have a lot of experience with that one person, um, so hopefully some of that wisdom can be, um, you know, can be kind of uh, helpful today. Um, and you know, I kind of I kind of start wanting to talk about you know the aspects of intimacy and in marriage and kind of giving you some guidelines and kind of making it like really organized in those three steps. But you know me for one, and for another, in all honesty, I. My brain is not really going that way. As I kind of worked it out a little bit, it's a little more organized than I thought it would be, Um, but (laughs) we might have, you know, things coming out that who knows, who knows, especially when you talk about intimacy, right? Um, And so I'm honoring the kind of the place that I'm in. I'm kind of coming out of a couple days of just being home and, and then allowing myself to do some grieving and some decluttering. So I've stirred up a lot of the energy, literally in the house, within myself, you know, a lot of things that my mom gave me that were my dad's I'm trying to make room for or not keep. And so I'm kind of coming off a time or a little moment, which actually, you know, lended itself to be a little bit reflective and also kicked up some of my relationship stuff. So I think it's, I'm in, good, I'm in good, a good place to share from a realistic perspective. So I often think about um, that song by Pink, the, It's the Truth About Love. Um, and it always cracks me up because the truth about love is, is messy, right? It just is. I mean, there's so many great moments and then there's so many other things. I mean, I, of course, am an emotionally driven person. And so poor brat, I can go from this deep gratitude and really like almost feeling like I'm crushing on him, which he rolls his eyes at me, um, to, he doesn't even get me. And like, what the heck? Like if i married only part time. You know, like I can go from there to there and you can ask him. It's a few seconds flat sometimes, right? Over the years, we scored opposite on most personality tests. Um, I I, I think he's a nine wing one on the Enneagram. Um, He's definitely more of an introvert, um, very independent, um, doesn't need to talk and interact as much as I do. Um, And he doesn't really need all that much from me really to be happy in marriage. It's kind of like, ugh. You know, his personality, I guess he's just not easily dissatisfied. I don't know. So um, he also grew up in a very independent family, right? I just always have admired the way they just kind of do their own thing, what they want, when they want. Until, of course, I get to the point where I remember I need more because, of course, I was raised by codependents. We had people around all the time. I'm a big family of all sisters. And it was really a really rich upbringing, obviously wonderful. But it was just like a lot, a lot of a lot of things, no boundaries. Everyone in the house took an exchange students, took another, anybody who needed a place to stay, which was wonderful. It helped, it helped I think make me more well rounded, um, but also like made me have more expectations than when it came to relationships, right? <laughs> which I've been working through, you know. And so as I was going through all of this, I was I I said to him, hey, do you want to do the podcast with me? Uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun. I know some people who bring their husbands on the podcast, and it's it's really fun. So he gave me that look, and I actually love the look because I try to get this look every day where he kind of rolls his eyes at me, kind of gives me the look like, are you serious, Mercedes? You know, that look, like, um, and I just like that because it's kind of, it. No, it's a way we can act anyway it's over the years, right? And I said, well, it's about intimacy. I said, so could you at least, you know, what is your definition of intimacy? And, you know, <laughs> for those of you who know Brad, he's just dry and to the point. He smiled and said one word, and you can know what it is because... That's just, you know, he's going for that typical guy thing. So he said, sex, of course, you know, and I um, gave him the look back that he gave me and then we laughed and I decided, no, probably not going to come on the podcast. <laughs> so he's not here today. Um, you get me, but um, just want to kind of give you some context of where I'm coming from today. You know, long-term marriage, um, also, yeah, in a place where I'm allowing some of these deeper emotions to come up, which... It's it's the place I need to be, and I'm happy to be here for the most part. But whoo, it's a lot. So, um, I kind of go through, um, you know, how do I how do I want to kind of present this, you know? Um, and my mind kind of goes goes towards it taking an inventory. Okay, so any area of my life that I work on or that my clients do, it helps me at least the way my brain works to really like settle in is if I'm taking an inventory, I'm not looking at it from this from this huge like splatter, throw speed at the wall view, especially when it comes to that primary relationship. Um, when you take the inventory where you figure out what's going on, you know, what you and then what you want and where you want to go from there. Kind of the way I approach coaching, right? And so no matter where you are in your relationship or looking for that relationship or you've ended one um, and you're looking for another, or you're needing time alone. Wherever you are in that, taking inventory is really powerful. Um, and so, you know, it, we if we take stock, if we look at what's going on, um, we kind of know more what our heart really desires, and really um, that's a form of deep self-love and looking at that. So, so for today, wherever you are, this will cover you, I would think. Unless, you know, you're wanting to go on a sabbatical for a year, um, off to some remote place. This still is going to come up, by the way. It's always going to come up because we are built, we are designed for relationship, right? Um, and so, yeah. So the deeper why for this episode um, is that intimacy is a part of our life no matter what, with ourselves, with others, with God. And it's complex. At least I think it is, right? We, we often um, think of intimacy only relating to others, right? And what we'll do when we regard ourselves and others is we often just hit the autopilot. um, And when we're on autopilot, any area of intimacy is not immune to what can happen. You know, so if we're just going along without really being mindful, without doing those inventories, without kind of thinking, what do we really want and need? And just assessing and reassessing, not in a overthinking way, but in a way that helps us maneuver our lives. Um, If we just go on into um, autopilot, um, you know, and I think we're prone to that, Um, you know, what's going to happen. And so as I'm sitting here, I ponder, well, why do we, why do we go into autopilot when it comes to intimacy with others and even ourselves? right? Well, when it comes to that significant other, um, think about it. If we're saying yes to deep intimacy with somebody else, um, you know, intimacy being that part of us that connects to someone, we get vulnerable, we feel loss of control. What's going to happen? We like We get scared. We get we can get in fight, flight, or freeze. We see that there could be danger, and the majority majority of us fight it or run away from it at any sign of danger, right? And so um, it shows up in so many ways as our relationships play out each day. Some subtle, some huge, you know. um, But when it comes to you know my why for this this episode is, I want, if anything, to help you broaden your awareness of where you are, first, you know, like last week, how comfortable you are with yourself and intimacy, but where you are in your comfort level with um, stretching into intimacy with another person, you know, and helping you to see that and guiding you through that so that you can have that deeper, richer connection with your primary relationship and then everything else will flourish more, if that makes sense, right? (sighs) Because deep intimacy with somebody else is really all about that deep honesty, trust, love, faith, all of those things that are amazing, but really hard. Um, And so I know that committing to someone in that kind of intimacy is a huge, huge deal, right? And I don't know about you, but I really don't think that, I don't really think that we were taught enough about that in school. I, I keep talking about, you know, we need life skills, we need all of these skills, but what about intimacy, right? I mean, I went to a private Christian school. We talked a bit about it from the perspective of the Bible and about commitment and all those things. But when it came to like knowing our own hearts, and what we really wanted, didn't really happen. And even in college, I said I did study psychology. So I learned a bit about relationships and communication. But when it comes to intimacy, I really don't think there's a class called that. And um, I think there needs to be. <laughs> so a few things as we started, these are kind of a few things that I've kind of decided are, truths for me and at what I notice around me in the world. Okay? So just bear with me listen to these, see what resonates first. We get to decide the level of intimacy we have with others, no matter how hurt we have been by others. Okay? So if we've been hurt, we still have we still get to decide if we still want to connect and we still can, by the way. So I think I'll add that we can just des- we decide and we have the ability to. Um That intimacy has to come from within, okay, that kind of deep intimacy. So if we can't be intimate with ourselves, then there is no way our intimacy with others is going to be deep and to be that legit um, connection. It just isn't, okay? Then there, there is another person involved, right, that we don't have control over, right? So they could change, they could go off the deep end, or they could even leave us. So when we're entering into this, it's true. We cannot control the other person and how they're going to be. You know, I've seen this in many relationships that end, and one doesn't want it to end, and the other does. And it, it's one of those things that it's the risks of life, right? So when it comes to intimacy, that's a possibility. Uh, also, we only attract to us what we believe we deserve. See that all the time, <laughs> all of the time, right? We'll talk more about that. Next, we are only responsible for how we show up in intimacy. So we, we decide who we spend our time with. Um, and the decisions we make according to that, right? So we're responsible for how we show up and who we spend our time with. Um, and then another one is if we wait for someone to change, to leave, to grow up, whatever it is, um, you know, to do something until we can then, you know, have more intimacy or have more, you fill in the blank, then we're cheating um, ourselves. We're cheating our lives. So, um, that being said, it's like if you can kind of tell these these things that I'm starting with are ways of making us responsible for our intimacy. I'm really big on us a reflecting on that because oftentimes and I'm guilty as charged is I look at the other person. I mean, the story I'll be sharing with you later totally went into poor Mercedes mode. Um, you know, can't be kind of stuck here, but we'll I'll kind of show you some of these things coming up. But if you need to rewind that and Right, and listen to some of those things and decide for yourself what are some of those things about intimacy that you believe to be true, right? Um, and when, you, when it comes to intimacy with, a, with another person, there's just so many other factors that are going on. But we really don't lose the navigation of our own life while we're in that relationship, right? And in another episode, I really probably should have posted it, but I talk a lot about um, extreme independence, um, interdependence, which is kind of the healthy area we want, or codependence. And, um, you know, we're striving for that and, you know, gauging that when we take our inventory, right? Um, of course, society tells us a few things. I know I talk a lot about cultural conditioning, but I, you know, I see two messages going on here in my world, at least. And one is, "Ah, it's not working. Just break up with them. Like, just move on. Find somebody else who meets your needs, right? (laughs) Yeah. Or just put up with it until the kids are grown, you know, just it's so, it could be way worse. The grass is not greener on the other side. You, you know, he's not a bad guy. Are, have you heard anybody talking this way? <laughs> right? And I'm not saying that um, you shouldn't leave or you shouldn't stay, right? But those are kind of the extremes of, of what I hear. you know. And, and a lot of times it's just people's opinions from the outside in. Um, but I've noticed a lot of women, at least in my world, put up with a lot more than, um, than they deserve. Uh, you know, um, and then, I yes, I have very few who are just like, cut and run, um, you know. So anyway, that being said, um, there's just, you know, a lot going on, right, when it comes to these decisions. And so it's not like, you can be on autopilot all the time, sometimes you want to be, but when it comes to over, looking at it from the overall view, um, there's a lot going on. And it takes a lot to continue in a healthy and sacred marriage. It really does. Um, and, and to get there. And so um, I love keeping questions. So when, when we're kind of getting to this place, we're like, where do I stand? Where do I land in all of this? Um, let's ask yourself some questions that you can answer. And that gives you, you know, powers you a little bit to, to look at this a little deeper. First of all, what is marriage material to you? You know, we talk about some people, you know, you're like when you're dating to that point where you're like, I don't want to date somebody who's marriage material, right? So, like, do you have a list? Do you have a standard? Um, do you, you know what what were you taught about marriage and intimacy? I mean, I would journal this, right? I feel like <laughs> these months are journaling months. Um, and then, second, are the guys that you're dating or married to would be guy then, I guess, you're married to in that standard? Like, is who you're with in that standard that you have? Be honest with yourself. Um, there's a part of you that knows the truth about it, and it's not going to make or break it if you say it, right? Um, and they say, I mean, whoever they are, <laughs> anyway, is that the five closest people you have to you really determines how your life can be. Um, and so, you know, that person is one of the people that's closest to you in proximity, especially if they're living with you or you're spending a lot of time with them. And so um, look at that, you know, as an indicator of, is that someone that, you would want around you if you weren't dating them or married to them, right? <laughs> kind of kind of thing. Um, and then second, do you believe that you deserve the guy that meets your standard or the guy of your dreams, the guy that has, that makes that list, you know, um, I have talked about this before, but I would say nine times out of 10 women who have been searching and searching and searching while working for me. And then they find somebody it's when they come to that, that place of self-belief, that they believe they deserve it, they believe they're worthy, that they're enough as they are, at least to a degree, right? And boom, it happens. I mean, I, I just can't – I'm not making this up. It's true, okay? So um, so if you don't view yourself as someone worthy of what is on your list or in your standards, then you're, you're, you're going to keep attracting the kind of guy at the level of vibration you're at. And that also goes for when you're married, right? If you don't believe you deserve a good guy in marriage because, well – I married him, I've heard before, oh, well, I married him, I need to deal with it. Um, that level of energy, energetic vibration is going to just stay low. Um, and I've seen it many times, too, where women raise their vibration. They even stay married to the guy, even though at times I sometimes wonder how they do it. But they end up enjoying their life and actually really raising the bar. And oh, some of the guys meet them there. They really do, you know. Um, and it's worth the work. It's worth that marriage counseling, honestly, that really helps it through that um, I used to do a lot of marriage counseling. I actually loved it. But anyway, that's a side note. So I think about, I see college students and they usually come in with a list of who they want to meet, you know, or their post-college or really any time. And yeah, they're not believing it. And so also they have things on the list that really they don't want other, the guys that they're looking for to have on their list. So it's really a great way, like another inventory of what you're expecting. Is it realistic? Are you expecting... <laughs> When I say the Hallmark guy, you know, or the, the, the guy who always has it together, are you expecting people to be on their best behavior all the time? Um, you know, no, they're human. You need, you're looking for a human, another human, but with that soul connection, right? Okay, and then number three, are you marriage material? I mean, could have started with this, but we like to start with the guy, right? <laughs> so being in a healthy, long-term relationship that has deep intimacy, it takes a lot of personal growth work. It takes a lot of awareness. It takes a lot of the things I like to talk about, right? <laughs> Honesty, being a decision maker, self-love, intuition, living by your divine design, all of that. So where are you on that? Are you living into, are you marriage material? Are you somebody that you would say, oh, I would recommend you marry her. Like I, you know, when you set people up, right? I mean, it's it's so true. There's moments where, um, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm acting like the 18 year old that was dating Brett when I, you know, um, and would slam my door at my parents and all these things. And it's like, yeah, I got to check, got to check myself. Uh, But the thing when you're, when you're deep intimacy with somebody, you don't have to be on your best behavior all the time, like I just said. And that deep love just kind of, it covers it all, right? Um, That trust and love. So Here's a few things to check out um, where your you know your intimacy is in this. This is just another layer. A couple things: Do you and your partner talk about intimacy much? Do you are you open about it? Like, are you open about um, the needs that you have? Are you open about what you want? And that's intimacy it can be physical intimacy, it's emotional intimacy, it's it's you know um, those things. And does he know how you feel most connected to him? And vice versa, right? Do you, does he know, like, oh my goodness, she feels so connected with this? You know, and it's all different things. I mean, when you think about the list of intimacy, um, there's really way more on there than we would originally put. Another way to really get to this is do you know his love language or languages? Does he know yours? You know, um, I talk about that all the time. You know, it's acts of service, quality time, um, words of affirmation, gifts, and, um, oh my goodness, I'm forgetting the fifth one. Isn't that crazy? It must not, it wasn't on my mind for my story today. Oh, well, anyway, you guys find it, the fifth one. Um, There is another one. And so, um, did I say physical touch? That might be the one, or maybe I said it twice. (laughs) Who knows? Um, It's really important to, if you want a starting point of like understanding them even more, especially, you know, that. And then of course, some of the personality tests really help. It's kind of, you know, the... Deeper intimacy is when you're loving the person for who they are and where they're at. And like I said in the beginning, you're likely kind of opposite. Not always, but um, kind of opposite, you know. And so how does this relate to self-love then? All of this that we're talking about, intimacy with this other person, kind of get yourself to start taking a new inventory. How does this relate to self-love and living by your divine design? What do you think? You tell me. For you, what does that mean? Um, how would taking care of yourself in your marriage impact your life right or taking care of yourself or you know being really intimate with yourself so that you find that level of intimacy right Lots of questions right <laughs> and I can't give you the, all of the answers I you know I love to explore that with clients and with other people but yeah you know, what is what what is how does this relate for you with self-love and all that so for me um you know kind of go, going a little longer today. I'm going to to kind of close with a story about in my own marriage, because as you know, I have a few of them. (laughs) So Brett's love language is acts of service. If if you've probably heard this before, but mine's quality time or mine's shifting a little bit, but it's, it's usually been quality time. Um, and it often, I feel like it often bites me because, um, I was raised in, in an acts of service home. And so like, I love doing things for other people. Um, and so showing love that way for me is pretty, pretty common. So I love to cook, give back rubs, I'm a little codependent, you know, I've got those tendencies. So I, I'm around when he needs me. Um, you will not usually um, say, oh, I can't hang out with you. Um, and so pretty much his his love take for acts of service gets filled. Um, and, you know, but when he gets in his way of showing me love mode, it's not enough. So it's almost like I, I love giving acts of service, but when I get acts of service, I just, I want more. I want time, right? And so he gets into that mode and I often end up feeling lonely, right? And it's partly who I am. But so just yesterday, you know, really, I real life experience here, example, is I had been, you know, decluttering. I've been, you know, doing some grieving, working through some things, it's me and the dog. Um, one kid was out of the house, really quiet. The other one was doing his thing, out with dad. So I had reached my limit of alone time and I get to a limit. And then um, I was also kind of sick last week, so I was getting a little squirrely, right? Um, And so he was off helping my mom with something, which is another trigger. It's like, if you can't help me clean the kitchen, but you can go help my mom. You know, you know how it goes. Anyway, so we we kind of talked about this over dinner, um, which actually wasn't talking. It was me venting a little bit, me crying, because I was actually realizing that what was coming up was grief. So it was misplaced anger. So this is, that's a whole nother, you know, episode about misplaced anger and grief and stuff. But I, for full disclosure here, I, I, this is how it went down. I was talking and he was listening and listening and listening. And, and um, I was kind of getting frustrated because he listens a lot, but doesn't really offer much back. Um, and so finally he said, well, what do you need from me right now? And he's been doing that more lately, which <laughs> great, right? He's throwing back in some of the things I like to do. And, This takes me kind of to the last point of what I said to you, like, what, did I even know what I needed? (laughs) Do you have times where you don't even know what you need with intimacy, um, or you need in the moment? Um, and so, yeah, like I didn't exactly know what I needed. I think I probably just needed him to hear me and listen to me. Um, but sometimes I don't know what I need to, and I, and that's kind of what I'm sitting in right now. Like, what do I really need in many areas of my life? Right. Um, you know, another part of it is as I was decluttering and, you know, the cupboards and the drawers, I was watching the, the the Netflix show Sweet Magnolias. And I, it was just, I loved it. But the dynamics of the intimate relationships in there are not, I mean, it's obviously Hallmark-like, right? And um, it really can add to an ingredient of dissatisfaction to the recipe of poor Mercedes, you know, saga right so not always wise to watch those things in the midst of grieving okay so anyway this goes back full circle though really like what do I really want and what do you really want when it comes to intimacy with that significant other well just for the sake of today I can ask that in general but um if we don't take the time to sit with that and we then we expect them to meet our needs it's just not gonna work out well it, it's not gonna end well it's not gonna resolve it's not gonna you're, you're not gonna go to bed feeling better Um, It all comes back to kind of that responsibility of, and even of asking yourself, what do I need from them to help me? And also acknowledging that they cannot meet all my needs. They can't, you know. Um, And Brett wasn't raised that way for another person to meet his needs. And I kind of am jealous sometimes because I'm kind of like that bonus in his life. I, I mean, maybe he wouldn't say that. But anyway, um, and so sit with that. Take inventory. If you get stuck, go back to my master class in January where I talked about um, the model, which is a a good way to get through your thoughts and your feelings and what you really want. It works great with marriage. It works amazing. Um, And I feel like I just touched the surface, right? This is so worth spending more time on. Um, Let me know if you want more of this because I really feel like our intimate Primary relationship impacts everything, impacts our business, and impacts the way we deal with others, the way we communicate. And a lot of it is what do we have going on inside, (laughs) and how can we strengthen that, right? Um, So they say the grass is greener where you water it, and I agree, right? But I also, (laughs) I'm cheesy here, I also love the forest and all its natural in some would say unkept state right i kind of prefer to walk in the out into the forest versus on some manicured lawn um so it's cheesy but i would say water the seeds that you planted in your beautiful yard but then also create your own path in the forest when it comes to intimacy and love like what do you need what do you want are you going for it um it is so worth it. And you know, after the day that I'm walking alongside of you, I'm committed to that journey of having deep intimacy in my life. And I, um, I'm here to help you through it. So while well, a little bit of a longer episode, but intimacy with that special someone does, um, I think, merit a little extra talk. Let me know what you think. And of course, I'll be back next week. Hey there. Thanks for listening, my friend. If you liked the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes the village, and I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl, that girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.